Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. We are going to be talking this week about what to do when your career mojo goes missing in action. So this is something that Pam and I have talked about before we came on to record. And for both of us, this is pretty common life experience for our clients. So if you're an ambitious leader or manager, you've worked your way up, you've got kind of quite a lot of responsibility, a senior role, you're at that stage in your career where potentially you've got a family, you've got caring responsibilities, maybe for kids or parents or both. There often comes this time where your career mojo just seems to have disappeared and you often don't notice until it's actually gone. And then you're kind of like, whoa, hang on. So Pam, what do you see with Clark? What are some of the things that they perhaps the feelings they describe or the experiences that they're going through at the point that they come to you to kind of go, right, okay, help me through this. So I think the lots of people that come to me, if they feel frustrated, they're, they're frustrated in their current roles. They're feeling sometimes overwhelmed in their roles. They're feeling like they've hit a ceiling point in their current role, that they've got no nowhere to turn really. And they don't really know what else to do and then for some people who have lost their mojo because they're on the verge of burnout they're being overloaded with work so they they're feeling stressed out so there's a whole range of feelings really that that people are having and situations that people are going through that that get them to that point but generally when people come to me and start saying I just don't know what I want to do next and there's just nothing that interests me I I just don't know what the next step is I don't want to go up but I don't want to go sideways some people actually when they get to the point of losing the mojo actually think of going down a level because they think it might be easier so there's just so much that comes up for people. And I don't know if anybody that's listening to this is thinking, yeah, that, that is me. That was me. That that kind of sounds like how I feel at the moment. It can be a really difficult time, especially because usually when you're feeling like that, when you're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and stressed and things, it has a knock-on effect with your work-life balance, with your family life, you know, with how you feel about yourself generally can have a knock on your confidence. There's loads of things that play in to losing your mojo. And it can it can be difficult when you're in it to recognize it, I think. I, and it's really interesting hearing you describe it because I think obviously we work with slightly different client groups. So for you, people have kind of got to that conclusion of, I think I want another job. 
and they maybe haven't worked through what that is. For me, when people are in a role, I think what I see is something slightly different from clients. So it's more perhaps feeling of more of the lackluster, lethargic, feeling like I on, on paper, it's the dream job. I should be grateful for this job. I should enjoy it. I should love it. And I just don't anymore. And it's kind of almost a bit more of that lethargy that I see of not so much the like still elements sometimes of the kind of frustration and overwhelm, but probably less so that and more so the just kind of like, mm, is this all there is then? Like I've, I've made it to this point and I feel like I should be proud of myself or I should be glad that I'm in this role, but I don't really feel it. And then I feel perhaps guilty because I feel that I've got a good job and I've got a family and whatever else they've got in their life. It's kind of like, I should be grateful for what I've got, but I don't feel that way. So interesting how those things play out, given your coaching focus is working with people to find new roles and mine is about them enjoying and performing in the role that they're in. So I think that's a great contrast though, isn't it? Between like the the two different, the two different views on that. I think when people come to me, they've gone past the point of thinking about what they can do to find more enjoyment. And they're just like, I just want out now. It's time to, time to get out. (laughs) There's no more that I can do. I just don't want to feel like this anymore, but without really going back and like reflecting and assessing how did I get to this point what is actually causing this and is it the fact that it's time to move on in terms of is it time for a promotion is it time for a change like what is how have we got to this point usually there's some kind of trigger isn't there when we start kind of getting overwhelmed with those kinds of feelings yeah absolutely and I think what's interesting is when we talk through some of the sort of tips and advice is that even though potentially the kind of how people are feeling might present slightly differently depending on their scenario actually I think both of us in our approach kind of take people through quite a similar process to get that clarity and to get that kind of confidence and and kind of rediscover their mojo in whatever form that takes for them so when somebody comes to you and they're kind of in that place then and it's kind of like oh I don't know what I presume some of your clients will come to you and they're really clear on what they want they just don't know how to get it they 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 maybe have done their CV but they're not getting interviews or they've done they've getting interviews but they're not getting selected and that's one kind of specific thing that you can really then work with them on but for this I'm guessing it's probably more of that pre-work and foundational work that has to be done because otherwise how do you what problem you need to solve so where do you start with that situation so I think what I tend to do so when somebody comes to me because this has happened quite a few times like the last couple of months as well so I've got quite a few clients at the moment that have completely lost their mojo and they've come to me and they're like right I've got to make a move I've just got to because I can't stay doing what I'm doing. I can't stand the way I'm feeling and all of this stuff. So they come to me and they say, right, I just need you to help me find a job. So we start going through the process of getting their CV updated, getting their LinkedIn profile updated, and then starting the, the to create the job search strategy that works for them. And then they get to that point and they start looking at jobs and like, no, not that one, not that one. And they go through this whole process of like, no, not that job. And then 
I start to recognize the resistance in actually being ready to to move to to be ready to to job search and kind of go through that interview process and all the rest of it because it does take some energy to get through that process so when I start noticing the resistance what I'll do then is I'll say right is it the right time for you to move or are you moving because you are feeling frustrated or overwhelmed or stressed and then we start going into that and then the first thing that I will do then once we recognize that actually the job the next move isn't like isn't the be all and end all for this person it's like looking at things like and I know you use this as well don't you Jackie with your clients like the wheel of life and looking at their career values now what I tend to find and with two clients specifically at the moment when we've looked at the wheel of life their jobs are overloading them in so many ways that it's having a knock-on effect on family and relationships and fun and the things that that they want to do and their career is like in the middle of all of these issues and all of these things so they're thinking if I move jobs it's going to instantly fix the relationships and the work-life balance and all of that kind of stuff but then obviously what you need to think about is also values and is that company aligning with your values because if you don't figure out what your values are and you don't really understand what the company values are or the values that they work or or that they expect their employees to align with then what you can find is you can jump out one situation into another where you're still not aligned and all of the same problems reoccur and it can be a difficult time if you don't do that reflection and that figuring out. I think that's a really interesting point that you make because I think one of the common, obviously we've talked about different nuances for our different client bases, but I think one of the common things that happens when people get into this place is that a common feeling is, I know what I don't want, but I don't know what I do want. Yes. So they they can be like, no, 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 and tell you no to jobs that they know are not right. But that and that in itself is a really frustrating place to be because you want to know what you want, especially if you've been successful in your career, always had your eyes on the prize and gone after the next role and the next level. And then to be in that place where suddenly, well, I know I don't want this, but I don't know what I do want is that's a really difficult experience. And I just want to explain for people that haven't used it what the wheel of life is, because actually you can go, if you're listening to this podcast, you can go search, find wheel of life exercises online and we'll make a download available so you can go from the show notes and get hold of a copy of the exercise. But in essence, what this is, is you take different areas of your life. So work, relationships, health, finances, and for each segment of the wheel. So if you imagine a circle broken into segments, for each segment of the wheel, what you do is you give that particular area of your life a rating out of 10. You think about how full is that segment for you in your life at the moment. And when you start to break it down like that, what then becomes evident normally is where the links are breaking down, where the things are that potentially, so it's rare when I've done this exercise with clients that work is the only thing that they are not happy with. And 
sometimes it's a bit of a red herring where you feel like I need to do something about work. And actually, when you start to explore these other sections within the wheel of life, it's kind of actually, it's the fact that I don't have any time for fun and friendship that is really an issue. Or it's the fact that my finances still feel like hard work, even though I'm in this job where I'm working a lot of hours and working really hard. So sometimes what then happens is the things become clearer and that's where it then links to the values exercise, doesn't it? Of then what matters to you, what's important. So when you use those two exercises, it can just really create some of that self-awareness and self-exploration where you can kind of start to understand, okay, what really is at the root of this? What's the actual problem that I need to solve? Because when you're just feeling blur, that's a very general problem and it's quite hard to solve. Once you start to use some of these exercises, then you start to get more specific about what you need to resolve. So I'm really interested in the values work that you do then. So how, what, what do you do with clients when you're looking to help them understand their values? So basically what we do is we kind of, well, the first thing I'll do is say what's important to you, thinking about what what do you currently believe in? What are the things that come up for you time and time again? What are the things that, that you stand for, that you stand against? Just kind of generally getting a feel for some of these inner kinds of belief system because that really matters. And I know that that mattered to me a lot in a company I was working for the way that they were selling things, what I felt wasn't completely ethical. Obviously it was, it was all above boards and it was, it was, it was perfectly regulated, but it went against my belief system. And I found that really difficult to, to work in that company and to sell the products that we were selling in the way that we were selling them. And I started to feel really unhappy about working there. And when I explored that, what I realized was it was massively out of alignment with my values and I just not realized it. So when I'm looking at values with clients, it's about like thinking about what's important to you. So for me, my values are freedom, integrity, like they're my top two. Freedom to be able to work from wherever I want to work from. And also integrity is is a huge one for me. And also learning, like that that's always been really key for me because for me, learning equals growth. So it's about getting under the skin of, of what my clients really want, what they really want to get out of life. Sometimes when I say, what is, what is your ultimate career goal? Lots of people don't actually know, but like you say, they know what they don't want. And it's a case of saying, right, okay, well, what do you want to do more of? And then leaning into to the more tangible things like salary and locations and things like that. But values really underpins all of that because if you can identify what your values are and you can go online and Google values exercises, like, and you'll get like reams and reams of words on a page. And usually they'll say, pick your top 10, narrow it down to your top five or your top three. But I think what people don't realize with values is as, as time goes on, your values will change. So my values are totally different to what they were three years ago and 10 years ago and so on. And it's about understanding that once you identify your values and what's important to you, it's about checking back in. And I usually say check in at least every six months on 
am I still aligned with the company values are my values still aligned with me and my current situation? Because depending on your situation, your values will change. And one tip that I always give to clients around values. So when they're picking like, what are my top three? What are the top three that are most important to me? I always say, leave out your family because family are always going to, people feel really guilty if they don't put family as number one, because family should be number one. So whether that is your general family, your partner, your kids, whatever it is, it's all classed as family when when I do this exercise with clients and I say leave out family because we know family are important we know family are your top priority and you you want to prioritize your family so that goes without saying so then that gives you the opportunity then to lean into the other thing like for me it was like the freedom the integrity the learning and finding opportunities that linking with that or companies that would align with that or clients that align with those values so it is about recognizing what your values are and if you don't know exploring and even if you do just look through google what are my values how do i figure out what my values are you'll get all of the all of the words and sometimes it's a good exercise just to read through and pick out your top ones if if things that you believe in or values that you think you've got don't appear on the list then make your own list But the key thing is just trying to narrow down what is most important to you right now. And I usually say pick your top three, but usually people have about three to five things that are most important to them. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting one because just by attempting or starting a values exercise, you'll gain something from it. I think people sometimes feel like they have to do it perfectly and it's all this almost kind of angst about all it feels like. And I think often that's because there's this perception or this view that your core values should be your core values and they've got to be fixed and in stone. And like, hello. (laughs) Funnily enough, one of mine is autonomy. I'm quite a rebel, like to break the rules. So I'm just like, no, don't be telling me that my values can't change. But they absolutely can change as so the the way that I work with values with clients is it's just a question of what's important to you and when you think of that question what's important to you of course that will change through your lifetime of course that will change based on situations and circumstances that arise there's no reason why values have to be set in stone and can't be changed But just going through that process of asking yourself that question of what's important to you, why is it important? And giving yourself the breathing space to reflect on that as a question can really bring to light. And it can then really point to some of the answers as to why things have gone missing and why your mojo has gone missing in action. Because if you know that something is important to you and your job is not giving you that, Maybe that's because what's important to you now is different to when you first took the role, or maybe it's because the job's changed or the role's changed or the team has changed, something else has changed. But if it's not giving you that, then actually it's a question of, okay, how can I get that thing into my life? And hence why the link to the wheel of life is key, because sometimes the answer isn't in changing your job or the answer isn't in changing something about your job sometimes the answers are elsewhere and that can really point to that and help you to pinpoint and I love that tip about like leave your family out of it 
<laughs> That's really good advice because people do get hung up and feel like they should, again, banish should, but yeah, people definitely feel like they should have family front and centre. One of the ones that comes up quite a bit for me with this scenario is around boundaries and it's a topic that we've talked about a few times now so there was a topic on how to set boundaries so we'll link to that episode in the show notes and if you haven't listened to it that one could be useful if you think that this might be you because I feel like one of the things when people are loop like in mojo is often they're just worn down like they're knackered because they're doing a crazy number of hours all the time and at the start being new into a role or new into a business or excited by what the business or the role was about, maybe that felt energizing. And now like two, three, five years down the line, it's just knackering because it's wearing you down. So I feel like often, not always, but quite often boundaries is an important area to look at if that your career's gone missing, because it's often that you've had a habit of overworking because it felt energizing to start with and now that can be an area that needs some change because it's just not sustainable for months and years on end to do what you were doing two three years ago so is that something that comes up for you with your clients yeah I think sometimes people just before they've realized that so much time has passed and they're just on the same track and there might be no opportunities to grow I think as humans we want to grow don't we 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 are generally curious we we want to find out more information we want to learn more we want to we want to grow and a lot of the time I find people's growth has been restricted for one reason or another and that is, is usually a key part of losing the career mojo and I think it's just a case of thinking about okay what what do I need to do when I start to feel like this what do what do I need to do and it is always for me about taking a step back and thinking about your current career situation and what aspects of your job are causing you to feel demotivated because there will be certain aspects and sometimes a lot of the time and I don't know if you found this as your clients, Jackie, a lot of the time it can be the people that you're working with and you can be going down a, a certain track and you're on this track and you're working towards this goal and everything is about the company and achieving for the company and delivering on the company goals. And then all of a sudden along the way, different people have been added into the mix or people have been taken out or there's been promotions or different leaders brought in. And all of a sudden, there's this real mismatch with personalities, with people, with leadership styles. And that can really cause people to feel demotivated. And this is also where a lack or, or a misalignment of values can also cause issues for you and for your your ability to feel like you can move forward with your career. So I think it, it's about stopping for a minute as soon as you feel like that and really reflecting reassessing the situation and setting new goals as well even if the new goal is to figure out where it's all gone wrong <laughs> like even if that is your goal in the short time it's like let's break this down let's see where it where, when does it start feeling like this when does it start getting overloaded when does it start feeling overwhelmed 
And then it's about looking for inspiration from other people. Is there anybody internally that you can use as a source of inspiration, like somebody you aspire to be like, or somebody that you aspire to get to their position and then start thinking about how can I get there? What can I use from this situation in order to move me forward? You might need to learn some new skills, but overall it's about, it's about that reevaluation piece. It's about prioritizing yourself and making sure you're putting yourself first. And as you're going through this process, knowing that it's, it, it's not easy, but it's definitely something that you can fix, that you can solve and celebrating all of the, the small wins along the way. Like even just figuring out where it all went wrong is, is a huge win. Definitely something that you should celebrate. And I think sometimes as well, it's important just to acknowledge that that is how you feel. Yeah. Because I think, again, all of that stuff about feeling that we should be, I should be grateful that I've got this job. I should be grateful that I've got this status or this salary. On on paper, it's the dream job. Why am I not happy? Often people will kind of feel a bit nervous or embarrassed or like keep that news to themselves and not talk about that with other people. Because it's kind of like, well, I feel like I should be grateful. So I feel like I'm seeming like out of line or ungrateful if I talk to people about it. And actually often when you talk to people, they'll be like, oh yeah, I've been in that boat. <laughs> like <laughs> I've, I've been there. I get that. I feel you. And I think sometimes it's just having that, opening that up, acknowledging to yourself, acknowledging to other people that that is how you feel, then that can be the start point. And I think the other thing linked to just what you were saying there is as well, often it's the lack of fun. Like, very often I feel people get to a point where it's just everything feels heavy. It feels like responsibility, family responsibilities, work responsibilities, feels like Groundhog Day. And sometimes it's about finding ways to just inf- inject fun and enjoyment and meaning into your life. And again, that doesn't have to be about the job. And sometimes it's about finding the ways to bring in what you want, which goes back to what you were saying about setting goals. So if you are missing learning something new, then that doesn't have to be a big time-consuming extra thing. It can be, I don't know, doing a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> Somebody that, a former client of mine, went and did a six-week stand-up comedy thing, totally challenged herself, took herself out of a comfort zone, and um, was not something that probably six months a year before she ever thought she'd do is she going to make a career of it no like hats off to her for the fact that she did it so it can be things like that that can just inject something different and it it doesn't always have to be that all the answers have to relate to the job yeah and I think it's I think one of the key things to remember as well is like sometimes it can take up so much energy to try and figure it out for yourself and if you are kind of thinking you're in a situation and you don't know what the answers are then get in touch with me and Jackie because we help our clients find these solutions and come to these conclusions like really quickly because this is what we're doing on a daily basis so if you are thinking I just don't know what to do next or why I'm feeling like this all it all it could take is a power hour and an action plan and you are ready to go what direction you're going in and it can be as simple as that I mean I've not and I know Jackie's never had a power hour where she hasn't helped a client to find 
a new direction or understand where their career mojo has gone. And it's the same for me. All it takes is for us just to ask you a few of the right questions to get you thinking and the light bulb moments that that we see are just that that's what that's why I do this job. 100%. So yeah, we'll drop the links into the show notes so that you can book directly in. So if you are feeling that way and you feel like having listened to this like yeah, we get it, we are the right people to help you, then absolutely you can book directly in with us. So as ever, thank you for listening. We would love it if you would rate and review us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening because it helps us to get found and share with new people so would really appreciate that and we will be back next week with another hopefully corker of an episode we are really enjoying the planning and delivering these episodes at the minute they're mostly respond responding to questions that we've been asked if you've got questions that you would like us to cover topics that you would like us to cover or questions you'd like us to ask then drop those to us because that is always energizing for us thanks for listening we'll catch you next time